Hello, everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. I am Jonathan Idle, a.k.a. Johnny Idle, and Bessie is here with us. Hi, Bess. Hi there. It's me. <laughs> to our faithful friends and listeners, I uh, apologize for getting this podcast out a little bit late. How this, dare this you? Is, I know, I know. This is dropping on Thursday, October 22nd. The reason we are... First of all, first of all, happy birthday to our friend and listener, Eric Hunting. Happy birthday, happy buddy. Happy birthday. <laughs> we did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Just to celebrate your birthday sure, with you. Sure, sure. We'll go, we'll go with that. Or, or... Or we've been busy. We had a super busy weekend and we just didn't have a chance to do this. That, that could be it too. But the reason this is late is because Bessie ran her marathon on Sunday. Congratulations Yay. on an amazing day. Well done. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a really awesome day. Yeah, we usually... Through and through. Yeah, we usually record anywhere between Saturday and Monday. And of course, with you running, you planned... Yeah, we were kind of both submersed in planning yeah it was it was you basically who does that who plans their own marathon because your marathons got canceled you planned your own marathon and just okay and you just you charted it out and figured out where you had to go to get your 26.22 miles and you did it you freaking did it that was amazing well covid you know you gotta adapt yeah it was an awesome day yeah it was an awesome day. It then was a we, really awesome day. It, I was supposed to do both the Chicago Marathon and the Vermont um, Green River Marathon. Right. So I had already been training pretty much all year. And when we got news that everything was being canceled, I was like, you know what? Let's just make a day of it. Something to look forward to. Everybody can kind of focus on this instead. And and it was great. It worked out really, really well. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really proud. We kept on picking up people who decided to follow oh you gosh. around. We had scheduled areas where we would meet up with you in case you needed a beverage and we cheered you on. And yeah. it, but we kept picking up like scragglers. Yeah. Well, by scragglers. And I just of mean, course, everybody's driving in separate cars because, you know, of, COVID, because yeah. of social distancing. So I was calling it my, my caravan. Your caravan? <laughs> fam or fan? Fan. fan. Instead of caravan. That's very, oh no, I got it. Oh, yeah. No. Cara Fam is funny. It was a beautiful day. And I'll say it again. Yeah, congratulations. I'm pretty humbled by it. Thank you. That was really, really great. The, what you call it, the lockdown, lockdown marathon 2020. That's right. Well done. Congratulations. I've, I've used that hashtag all through training on Instagram. So if anybody wants to go back and see my training journey and, watch how that all unfolded feel free to do it yeah man every once in a while i go back and watch my old videos just to remind myself of how hard i worked for it i love watching your videos yeah, with thank you. it's you. great your whole training videos it was thank great you. it was a. Uh, it was i got the scariest part for me while you were doing this and I, i've told you this and i'll tell you guys there was a a point where she was going to run through this forest to get the get to where bear you hole. needed to get bear hole you yeah. know run through this and and the, I was tracking you on the Race Joy app and right. it stopped tracking you while you're in the forest. Yeah. I've seen, here we are, we're taught, we're watching <laughs> horror movies, we're mid-October <laughs> and I've seen too many horror movies to, to and of course, okay what it. we're talking about today on the podcast, it didn't help any either mm. and it just showed your icon with your name just stopped dead in the middle of this park and it was stopped just... Stopped dead. Da-dum. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Good verbiage. Probably. That was something though, it was pretty... That was a scary moment for me. I didn't like that at all. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's quite. Well, I'll say it again. Congratulations. It was but you a know the day. horrors of 5G. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, Bess. Thank you so yeah, much. I really appreciate it. Today, 
we thought we would talk about some serial killers. We're going to continue on with our, what is it, Spooktober Spookfest. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever. And we're going to talk about some serial killers. I have to ask. Yeah. What's your favorite cereal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know mine. I don't know, man. I, I, okay, you know what? Uh, Captain Crunch Peanut Butter Crunch. Yeah. That's yours too? Yeah. I can't see you eating that. It would tear your mouth apart. You don't oh, like it's crunchy. so good. It is though. so good. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It is really good. Yeah. Comment, folks. Tell us what your favorite cereal is. Cereal's good. Cereal with we, a C. We never have it. Yeah, and all we usually get is like Honey Nut Cheerios that we yeah. just kind of eat like popcorn while we're uh, watching stupid things on TV. Yeah, I like to just fill a small bowl and just eat it with my tongue. That's <laughs> yeah, a weird thing to witness. <laughs> like a lizard. Yeah, that, yeah and I'm just I'm just grabbing it like a like a monkey and shoving it in my face you know so mm. anyway i referenced my why do why do i own this the encyclopedia of serial killers second edition i own this thing and it's a it's a it's an interesting thing people are often put off by my my interest in serial killers let's make <laughs> one thing clear i don't i don't like serial killers i don't I don't condone these things that they do. Thanks for this disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important. As being a woman who lives with you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I am just very much intrigued by... How do I... I, I really don't even know how to put it. Well, I you guess. know, I feel like there's something within us that is fascinated by the psychological outliers. You know, the the hugely abnormal shift in these select individuals that predisposes them to to make these crazy decisions i've seen a lot of them were exposed to uh, abuse as 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 youngsters yeah I saw a lot of that and a lot of and um, gamma rays <laughs> no gamma rays best oh i'm sorry that was the hulk <sighs> moving on sorry <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why i wanted to start with this first one the first one is david Berkowitz, the son of Sam. The reason, <laughs> the reason I wanted to talk about it because he looks well. A, a guy that we know looks almost exactly <laughs> like <laughs> David Berkowitz. I get a call from my friend LC. It was WrestleMania Sunday, and he says, "Hey, can I bring my wife to WrestleMania tonight?" We were watching it all at our friend Doc's house, and I, you know, sure, well, yeah, of course you can bring your wife. He doesn't bring his wife tonight. Instead, he shows up with the son of Sam, and it was just, it was it was just this really really bizarre i'm like okay that's you know that, you're like anyway. okay love is love but <laughs> a heads up would have been nice yeah 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 <laughs> and and going further the following year uh, uh you and i made a delicious homemade lasagna for the following wrestlemania oh, it was beautiful great story. i mean we made the we made the noodles we made the sauce yeah. we, every we made this beautiful lasagna it was I, not cheap no, and it, it weighed probably 12 pounds, this thing, But you know, right? WrestleMania, it's like a holiday. It's WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. And I had two spatulas <laughs> next to the the pan that the lasagna was in. And, and Randy is his name. He just goes over with a knife, and he cuts out of the middle of the lasagna. You know how you cut out of a lasagna, and you get that <laughs> beautiful cross-section. You can see it. Now, he just cuts into it, and you, with his, the, the knife, there's two fucking spatulas right there. <laughs> 
He, with a, he just he, sticks his thumb on the top of the knife and boom, and it all falls apart. He ruined the whole freaking thing. Just like uh, that. He was there for he was there for 20 seconds and he ruined it. It's the way that you would eat a lasagna if you made one for yourself at home. But yeah. instead, he's at an event where somebody brought this and made that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of an overlap with the serial killer mentality. And I was right there saying... Randy, there's spatula. There's two spatulas. Just grab the spatula. And he just keeps going. Just don't, doesn't stop. Aww, and, then, and then he looks at Larry and he says, well, there goes my invitation for next year. <laughs> <laughs> so. I have to real quick backtrack and yeah. say that I forget who it was, but we had a, a friend over and you had purchased a Barbie in a in a. It like was Matt pink, James. Matt, oh, James. Matt James. In a pink Barbie box it was for, for your my, niece. for my niece, yeah. Um, and we hadn't seen her yet. So it was on our coffee table on top of this book. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're a late 40s year old At the man time, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a Barbie box on top of a serial killer's book and in on your coffee table. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. just a perfect moment of, should yeah. I be worried about myself? He took, he took a picture of it and he posted it on Facebook and he said, <laughs> he said, this is the moment I realized Johnny Idol is a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Anyway, there it is. Anyway, David Berkowitz. David Berkowitz. July of 1976. In New York City. In Queens, uh, two women, Donna Loria and Jody Valenti, were just sitting in a car talking in, in Queens, and a guy just walked up and opened fire. One of wow. them died instantly. The other did not. What a surprise. There was no outrage in New York about this. It was just another shooting. Anyway. So these two chicks are sitting in their car just minding their own business? Did yeah. it say what time of day it was? It was at night. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and, and until the other attacks started happening in wow. October, on October, a guy named Carl De Niro and Rosemary Keenan were parked outside a bar in Flushing, Queens. Again, gunman walked up and opened fire. So interesting. Like he's craving something that won't fight back that he could just surprise your dad well, now. I don't really. Here's where it gets. OK, okay. so so more killings happen. More sure. shootings happen. And it all seemed to be women. With like shoulder length brown hair. Oh. So I know women were going around with like blonde wings, wigs on because they didn't want to look like, you know. And they're also, but they're thinking that this guy, Carl De Niro, the reason he was. Did he have shoulder length? He had shoulder length brown oh hair. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't just women. He didn't discriminate. Well, yeah, I guess, but. Just haircuts. So, of course, they're going around saying yeah. that he, this guy hates women. And he left this letter in the street after one of his shootings. It says, I am deeply hurt. By your calling me a woman hater. Woman spelled incorrectly, by the way. I am not, but I am a monster. I am the son of Sam. I love to hunt, prowling the streets, looking for fair game, tasty meat. The women of Queens are the prettiest of all. Oh, so, I, so, so he loved women. Probably a little too much. Oh, man. This poor, poor boy. Poor what boy. happened to him? Yeah, I don't know, but he clearly he was ill, but... He got the, the Sam in court. He claimed that the, of course, they were going tailor made for an insanity plea, right? Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sam referred to in his letters was a neighbor, one Sam Carr, whose Labrador retriever was allegedly possessed by ancient demons, beaming out commands for Berkowitz to kill and kill again. On one occasion, he had tried to kill the dog, but it was useless. Demons spoiled his aim. When the dog recovered from its wounds, the nightly torment uh, intensified. So it just got worse when the dog survived it when he tried to kill the dog. So it just got worse. So it's worse. the dog's fault. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, no. 
So they ended up finding it because somebody, after one of the murders, somebody witnessed a guy jump into a car and peel away, and they were able to track it down to his house, and he had literally had like a Son of Sam letter in there and a, and a gun in the car, and they were able to Aww. track him down. Yeah, and he got something like, where what is it? Dave. 300 and... 365 years in prison or something like that he was sentenced to. Do you to, think so. Sam also was last name Berkowitz? Do you think he had the same name? Sam Berkowitz? No, it was Carr. I told you. Sam Carr. Yeah, but he's the son of Sam. Yeah. So what do, you, do you think he like legally changed his last name? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving do, is on. That, do you think that's why he was killing people in cars? I just think they were... I think, just easy targets. Oh my God. It's going to be one of those days, guys. Okay. Listen, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with you. I'm trying to figure out the psychological process. If you guys are wondering why it's I'm going in alphabetical order, it's just because it's easier to flip through the book and, and go and to And because the, you're very organized in your mind. Oh, yeah. I'm super organized in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Everything's cataloged alphabetically up there. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. It is a nightmare up there. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like somebody took off the top of my head and swirled everything up with a <laughs> chopstick and put it back together and just moved on, you know? So, oh. Ted Bundy. Let's talk Ted about Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Not Al. Ted. No, Ted, Ted Bundy. Got it. Yeah. Tell me about Ted. Well, we know about Ted. We'll we watched Ted that movie. Talk. We watched that movie about him. We did. It's on Netflix. If you guys haven't caught it, it's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile with Zac Efron. It's I actually really, 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 really enjoyed it. It was an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really good. What was really cool about what I liked about it was it didn't really just it wasn't like a horror movie. It was yeah. him trying to lead a normal life, which right. he did. He was this charming, charismatic guy. Right. That lived with his girlfriend and her son, right? Or her yeah. daughter, I can't remember which. And then he would just go daughter, away on, I believe. he would go away on like little business trips and that's when, you know, the bodies mm. would start piling up, you know? What he did was he would have his arm in a sling and he would he would ask for help to get his boat attached to his car, which by the way was a Volkswagen bug. I don't know how they plan on attaching a boat to that. But anyway, mm. and then the boat wouldn't be there. Oh no, it's up here. It's at, at my house up here and then yeah, they would get in the car to help and, and that then was goodbye. That. Yeah, and then... So he, sad, because not only is he preying on the innocent, he's preying on helpers, like the caregivers of the world that have a heart and want to help him. That's so sad. Those so are the sad, people we right? need to not hunt. So then he uh, he represented himself in court when they finally caught him. He represented yeah. himself in court. So he was, of course, because he was his own attorney he was allowed to go in and like use a telephone and stuff like that and sure enough a window was open he escaped surprise surprise he went and went into a sorority house and killed a bunch of other people yeah uh, it doesn't do much for the case not much really right no not really so well doesn't, doesn't help his case much yeah he finally he finally admitted to to some of the murders uh, when when he was during when, how before, many do you actually think there were there's no way we'll know right I don't think so. I. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, he was he was finally caught because of bite marks. They they checked his teeth, his dental records, and they they had him do a bite mark on something. That's how he was caught. But to, they believe that he because uh, he he admitted to some, but not all. Right, right. And they believe he killed over a hundred people. So that's just yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like probably more that we'll never know about. 
I'm sure. Oh I'm my sure gosh. there are plenty. Devastating. I'm sure there are plenty. Yeah. I, I think know. probably the probably the only thing worse than being a grieving family member from the of a victim of a of a serial killer is never actually having proof that that's who did it. Okay. Now, it's funny you said that because I was going to talk later on about a guy named Otis Tool. Mm. Otis Tool, yeah. He was, he kind of teamed up with this guy, Henry Lee Lucas, and they were like this, just this terrible pair of people they were just killing. And, and mm. I think he was, um, he was basically, uh, he was the main suspect in the, the death of this kid named Adam Walsh. It was a huge disappearance. They found the kid decapitated he was a little oh, kid gosh. yeah and then his father went on worked for what was it like yeah maybe maybe a, like a warning on this episode <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> anyway his father john walsh did this whole thing about yeah. was it like uh america's most wanted or something like that mm. he was the host of that and i think otis uh he he ended up dying in prison and they never really they were never able, pinned were, it. Never, yeah and you can see when you see john walsh talk about that you can see that it's this thing like he just it's just gonna eat away at you forever not only did you lose your loved one but you have no tangible place to put all of that feeling all of that right. all of that emotion yeah you don't know you gotta just sort through it um, i mean i believe that's I just saw, how you make more serial killers i, I, I believe like. i saw an interview with him where where you know, he just, he's pretty yeah. much convinced that, that yeah. Otis Tool yeah. and Hen- or, or Henry Lee Lucas were yeah. responsible I don't for know it. How. So, oh. Otis Tool had a he had an IQ of of seventy, I believe it was something like that. So, so like even... genius. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, how about Jeffrey Dahmer? How about him? <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. I remember. I don't. You probably don't remember that. Remember it, but that no, no. I'm sure you don't. It. What a nightmare that was, man. Oh my gosh. I remember just. Watching the the news stories about it. When was this? Well, he was charged officially charged with fifteen counts of murder in nineteen ninety one. Oh, I just remember watching that. Like, wow. It, it, Where? I, in Milwaukee. Mm. Yeah, Milwaukee. But by age ten, he was clearly a disturbed kid his whole life because by age. 10 yeah i'm just reading this paragraph here uh he was experimenting in quotes with dead animals decapitating rodents bleaching chicken bones with acid nailing a dog's Mm. carcass to a tree and mounting its head on a stake like porterhouse or like what porterhouse yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but oh gosh i believe he was 19 years old he yeah, right after, yeah. Oh, days after, so 17 years old or 18 years old. He crossed the line and he picked up a hitchhiker named 17. Stephen Hicks. Who he oh. took, yeah, who took to, he took him to his An house. An ancestor of mine. Yeah, probably. And when the kid tried to leave and he realized things were weird, he crushed his skull and then, and then strangled him. Maybe he shouldn't have tried to leave. Maybe not, right? He understayed his welcome. That's very rude. The real uh, wow, that's crazy, man. Well, the real sad thing. I read a couple books on him. The sad thing is, uh, one year he was arrested for, for uh, molesting this kid. Yeah, he got in trouble for molest- molesting this kid, right? Well, his last Dahmer's last victim was the younger brother of this kid. Oh, so all the of a sudden, it's so sad. It's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah, they neighbors were, uh, called the police, reporting this like this kid was like dazed and bleeding and naked and 
took forever for the police to show up. And then when they did show up, Dahmer walks up. He says, oh, that's my boyfriend. The kid couldn't speak English. Couldn't speak any English. Yeah. He's, oh, that's and my he's a bo- kid. He was young, right? He, he, he was, was like 14. 14, I think. Yeah, 14 years old, I believe. Oh, my Lord. And he said, oh, it's my boyfriend. We got in a fight. And I go, oh, the cop said, okay. And they, they brought this kid back to Dahmer's apartment. Mm. And when they opened the door... It smelled so bad because I mean he had a yeah. he had a he had a fifty gallon drum in his living room that had five human torsos in it. Yeah. All right, and they he just had a collection just, of organs. Yep. Just pushed the kid in the door and closed the door, and then they were they they were caught on radio like laughing about how gross like like they wanted to go be deloused because it was like such a gross scene and stuff like mm. that. If they bothered to go in the apartment, if they looked in his in his bedroom, they would have seen his walls were covered with Polaroid pictures of uh, bodies and different Man. degrees of dismemberment and whatever and that kid's gone the last one what he would do is he would get he would get men to go back to the house and then he would drug yeah. them he would drug them and i guess the last one got the handcuff on him the guy managed to fight and get away and that's how they ended up catching him that's wild it is wild wild horrible this it's it's wow i just anything that you're trying to do in life I mean, maybe this is coming from an era of technology that just wasn't always a thing. But I feel like any any venture that I would have, any hobby that I want to pursue or something that I want to become good at or practiced at, I would be like reading up on things, talking to people with mutual interest, looking things up online. These people just wanted to kill people. Well, and they couldn't talk to anybody about it or learn anything about it. So he's like dismembering people in his house like willy nilly. Well, he was trying to make like zombies. He literally was. Yeah. Drilling, he was but drilling holes no, in their there, head. Like he had no help to do this stuff. He's it's all just self-led. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a weird angle to look at it from. But even just that to me is wild. What a lonely existence. You know what I mean? Not really. <laughs> Do you, did I not explain it well? Well, one more time, please. I'm sorry. I was looking at Albert Fish. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just, it's a very, I see what you're saying, where they're just kind of like on their own, but they're trying like, to figure out. Like this. these people are just alone in their weird, warped addiction of mutilation. They're so, it must be so lonely to be them. I feel they like, can't let anybody in because then their gigs up. I don't think Dahmer was all that lonely. He had plenty of people in his house. He didn't have anybody be... on his side. No, he did not. You know what I mean? You don't feel bad for Dahmer right now, do you? No, I'm just, I'm just like <laughs> reflecting on it from that angle. Like they, yeah, they didn't can't let have anybody any... in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not really true because a lot of these guys, they like like Bundy, led a normal life. Yeah, but led a normal life with a whole humongous part of their life not ever touched by another person. Yeah. Right, right. Like that part, that part of them that was so overwhelming, they could not. Sh- and I'm not saying like I wish they could share that with somebody. I'm saying like they lived a tortured existence all alone and had this. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It feels like an addiction to me. Oh, it is. Yeah. Dahmer even said it. He even said, it, you know, I'm glad you caught me because if you didn't, I wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. Was, he couldn't stop. I wonder if to a certain extent that felt like a relief to him. Now, now everybody knows and I, I'm not in hiding from who I am. He was very open. He did some interviews that are chilling when, oh, from prison. Yeah, he's, he's, so 
Albert Howard Fish, born Hamilton Fish in 1870. He was a, uh, he would uh, molest and kill and eat some children. Mm. But he's clearly, he dealt, his family, there's a lot of mental illness in his family. Uh, and he committed his first murder in 1910, killing a man in Wilmington, Delaware. But his children marked the first obvious change in Fish's behavior from the date of his wife's initial departure. Apparently, subject to hallucinations, he would shake his fist at the sky and repeatedly scream, I am Christ. Oh. Yeah. Obsessed 1910. Wow. Yeah. So he was 40, I think, right? Yeah, 40. Yeah. So he was obsessed with sin, sacrifice. Uh, and he encouraged his children and their friends to paddle him until his buttocks bled. On his own, he inserted numerous needles into his groin. Hmm. Yeah. In, well, into his uh, into a, a prison X-ray. They like they sank out of sight. Like he didn't just like poke himself in they the, went all in the, the way gooch. in and stayed there. Yeah, they went all the way in and stayed there. A prison oh. X-ray revealed at least twenty-nine separate needles in the pelvic region. Yeah, uh, uh, there's a picture of of that X-ray right here. There it is. Look at that. Yeah. Sell the needles. Yeah. And on other occasions, fish would soak cotton balls in alcohol, insert them in his anus, and set them on fire. And frustrated by mm. agony, when he began slipping uh, needles under his own fingernails, Ugh. and he said, "If only pain were not so painful." Interesting. Yeah. It's so, just, it makes me wonder. So what's your take on this? Do you feel that people are born with this in them? I don't or know. Or do you feel that it's some extrinsic thing that fosters it? That, that I don't know. I think some of them it. were ill. I think some some of them were like, we'll talk about John but, Wayne. But John, do you think from, from birth? Like, I guess I'm asking nature versus nurture. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. But like John Wayne Gacy, we'll get into that later. He was like abused as a kid. His father was like really, really uh, would just, I mean, just berate him and, yeah. and would throw him and abuse him and, and stuff. And so he just, I don't know. But it's so, just like so it's something flips because, okay, I had no childhood, so I'm going to go kill a bunch of kids. I don't know. I think it just like debases any norm that could have been there and replaces it with. Yeah this subconscious need for fulfillment in in a grotesque way but oh it's i mean you just wonder like if a person a child has that in them always is there something that you can do or not do that would take that away yeah you I know? know i mean he was i mean Dahmer was abusing animals at 10 years old Mm. You know, so I mean, he. I think like something was wrong. Yeah, him, you know, and I think to others be fa- were, have that fascination with yeah. death. I also and think see I mean life in such a yeah, and I think we're so impressionable way. as kids too. So an awful. I think it all depends on the on the on the situation, situation. really. Yeah. So I just wanted to add too. This is uh, so fish when he was he was executed by the electric in the electric chair. It mm. took two jolts to get him. So, of course, the rumor went around, whether it's true or not, that all those needles in his in his taint <laughs> shorted out, the, which I, which wasn't true. But oh, that, that my a, gosh. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, here's the other thing. Right. So this person is this person has mutilated people. Right. And then we mutilate him back. Why is that just? I'm sorry. Where I'll, does I'll, the line 
How about that John Wayne Gacy? How about him? <laughs> what gets me about John Wayne Gacy is he was he was Pogo the Clown. How scary is that? He had already been to prison, by the way, and his marriage fell apart. He had already been, been to prison for uh, for sexual assaulting a, sexually assaulting a child, mm. and he already went to prison. His marriage fell apart, and he came out and said, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna go be a I'm just gonna go be a clown called Pogo the Clown." I gotta say, from the aspect of serial killers making it he adapted changed and and grew these aren't things we should joke about he honey. okay no but i'm <laughs> but but he found a way to like i know what i'll do i'll be a clown then i can be you know what i mean yeah but it's so scary it's so scary i have okay there are two pictures of gacy at least two pictures of gacy when he's in his clown costume and he's like smiling and waving with a with like some balloons or something yeah. as pogo the clown yeah and What's really haunting is I don't have no, have the address here, but there's one of them where he's like at a front door of a house. Yeah. That was actually his house where he had like a ton of bodies in his crawl space. So when people would go to his house, there was a smell. He would just say it was a problem with the sewers. Oh. Yeah. And his father was super abusive. And so, I oh, mean. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I think, I think I, what, what I'm saying is, you know, you talked about these others that had low IQs for whatever that means or mm-hmm. mental problems. I, I obviously they are we're all tormented in some of way. Course, but yeah. I think it's even scarier for someone like Gacy who obviously was intelligent because he found a way to adapt like where there's a will, there's a way and I'm gonna be a clown so I can be around more kids and so scary. You know, like that's yeah. even scarier. Somebody that can be like a mastermind and Yeah. That's horrifying. Oh gosh. That's horrifying. I don't know. Uh, I guess, you guess if you're what? smart, don't become a serial killer. That seems like good advice. And if you're not smart, also don't become a serial killer. Yes. I think these are all... It, it just, Words how about, to live by. I think obviously just don't become a serial killer. I mean, the funny thing is I bet you a serial killer is listening to this right now. Hey, buddy. No, don't do you're that. You're loved. Edward Theodore Gein. G-E-I-N. Edward Theodore Green. <laughs> Edward Theodore Gein, sorry, in Wisconsin. Ooh, cheese, Gromit. <laughs> yeah. He was the inspiration for Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Leatherface mm-hmm. from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Norman Bates from Psycho. Mm. As he was making he okay, so he wanted he was he wanted the transition. Yeah. But of course it was terrifying and it was in the 1940s, I believe. So, I mean, it, it, you know, got to be a scary thing. So instead he was just, he would go grave robbing. He would go, you know, and just get parts and he was making a woman's suit. And then when he couldn't really do that anymore, he just went and he started killing a bunch of women. And yeah. I was on board until killing live people. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. I was totally on board until that. Right, right. Well, I, don't I know, mean, even... the medical community couldn't have gotten anywhere close to where it is without cadavers. I think we're talking about different things here. We are. Because because of the course metal, we are. The metal but community, you know what I mean? The metal community, the medical community isn't making lampshades and chairs out of out of the flesh of these people and they certainly don't have belts made out of human nipples. Just saying. Right. <laughs> but there but I mean back in their time they were they were criminals. They were criminals for science. People digging up cadavers to do research for, for the medical community. It went well in Young Frankenstein. It did. It I really mean overall did. we got a lot of benefit from it, but those people were like horrible, shunned 
you know. That was a thing, right? We talked about that recently. Like a lot of grave robbers were doing it for medical, get, getting paid by yeah. the medical community, yeah. right? Going and get like stealing cadavers and whatnot. Right, because how else could they learn about the body? Yeah, true. I guess so, right? I, I really wanted to touch really on this sad. guy in Aberdeen, Washington. His name was... Go be an organ donor, you guys. Yeah, please. For science. Billy Goal. G-O-H-L. Billy Goal in Ooh, Aberdeen. Like ghoul. Yeah, sure. Without the U. He was born around 1860. Okay, friend of yours growing up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in 1903, he surfaced in Aberdeen, Washington, and he was a delegate for the Sailors Union of the Pacific. And what these guys did is guys would come in off the ships and they would have money or valuables or whatever, and they would leave them with this guy. Yeah, they're like, great, a a service that I can use. Yes, but then what Billy Gull would do (laughs) during this whole transaction, he would look on the street, nobody's coming, okay, he would shoot these guys in the head, and then he had a hatch in the floor, he would just open it, and he would finish robbing them, and Mm. then just dump them into the water, and all these people were showing up. But they were like, this happened a lot. There were, authorities pulled 41 floaters out of the water between 1909 and 1912. But what's his downfall this is so like, he would always go when they found the floaters. You're like, we need more security. He would be there. You know, if I'm here and I'm saying we got to do this, they're not going to find me, right? He would go and he would cry for more security. But what happened was. He See, went, this is what I mean. This guy's smart. He's adapting. Not really. Let me tell you why. Okay. So <laughs> while rifling the pockets of his latest victim, Billy came upon a watch bearing the engraved name of August Schluter from Hamburg, Germany. Alert to the potential for incrimination, he replaced the watch and dumped the corpse as usual. When the floater came ashore, Gold was on hand to identify Schluter as one of the sailors. So in other words, he went up and he says, I know this guy, that's August Schluter. Well, unfortunately, it was, the guy was a Danish sailor named Fred Nielsen who had bought the timepiece from a Hamburg craftsman who would identify each piece by engraving oh. his own name on it. So he named this guy and they're like, how do you know that? This is a thing that, you know, oh that, yeah, my God. That's how he got caught. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Oh, he's trying to be fatal all slick. Flaw. Yeah, he's oh, that's August. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that wow. crazy? That's how he ended up getting busted. So we already I guess about- there's something in me that just has a level of sympathy for the tortured soul that has to deal with this evil inside of them i can't be yeah i I don't i i mean i don't uh, admire them it's not that it's that it's that i just feel for them they must be so lonely I think okay I think some of them like I think Dahmer was really a tortured soul and he really was was relieved that it was over I think I mean I think my opinion is that most of them are Eh, I don't know if Zodiac was uh, was, I I think think there are some that aren't some of them really got off on it I do think that there are some that are truly malicious evil yeah people but I have to believe that there's that as as a child or in the beginning of their existence there was something good in them that just went wrong yeah or went un unloved unseen i mean a lot of them i'm sure it's really sad how i'm sure some of them like um like Dahmer, like gacy they got there because they had a horrible childhood yeah you know i i so it's i mean you can be nice to kids but then there are all these life lessons we're learning but then there are people like the zodiac who i'm sure got off on it like it was a whole game for them 
you know, it but was a whole game. But even then, for them. like I feel like under layers and layers and layers of therapy, there's something underneath that just is a scared, sad, warped kid. Maybe. You I don't know? know. I don't know. I, I it's I don't I think that's why I'm so intrigued by them is yeah, because yes. what what happened to yeah, these people? How happened? did they get here? Was it something that was they were born with, or was it something that was put there by something awful? Yeah, you know what? Is, yeah, where did it come from? What are you compensating from with these actions or thoughts? Yeah. So I just want to touch really quick before we move on. We are f- almost forty minutes in. Sweet, with, I believe that it went that went by so quickly. Anyway, it's fascinating I just want to touch content. On, you did a great job. Thanks. There were so many. Zodiac's never was never caught. Zodiac right. never got caught, which, which. What's your Zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. I'm a Gemini. I am totally a Leo too. If you, you are a hundred percent Leo. I am 100% a Leo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Well, if you look at the definition of a Leo, I am a Leo. I, I mean, know. Yeah, but so. I know. But there were so many suspects in the Zodiac, which I'm, by the way, what I'm getting at is either Zodiac went to prison mm. for something else or Zodiac is dead because you're not going to go on a spree like that and just stop. But what I didn't know was Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, they looked at him for a little while too. They, they were checking out the, the Unabomber as one of the, they thought maybe he was was one of the one of the a suspect like they after like, or before they after, knew he a, was after. oh gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha yeah but i was gonna is, say they thought if they thought that was him and and then they found out that he was the unabomber at yeah, the same yeah, time yeah. no no it was later on didn't follow up on it and then he became the unabomber yeah no it, it was later on but i could see that though i just found these two stories very interesting sure. um there there was a guy named charles clifton collins uh, he was named publicly as a suspect for the first time in October of 2002. These killings started in, I believe, 1969. Wow. In 2002, he was uh, he was actually pointed out by 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 his own son. I guess uh, the kid saw he was reading a book on the Zodiac murder sometime in the 1990s when he saw photocopies of the killer's letters and thought, "Oh my God, that's my dad's handwriting." Further research persuaded Collins that his father, uh, he died in 1993, resembled. Uh, suspect sketches of the Zodiac that his shoe size matched the killers and that he lived in San Francisco where the murders were committed and the suspect's initials CCC were also penned on one Ugh. of the cards Zodiac sent to the police but well the, the kid is poor now imagine that too right. his dad's dead and he thinks he's the Zodiac you know that's what I really feel for like like we talk right. about Bundy's girlfriend can you imagine her going through we, oh we didn't talk about his Bundy's girlfriend. She's the one. She called the police. Yeah. And said that I think I. Spoil alert. Well, yeah. Sorry. What, <laughs> what, okay. It happened anyway, a million years ago. You know, he, he says, I need to know if Charles Clifton Collins, my father, the guy who held me when I was a baby, was a serial killer. I have to know. I have to know. Uh, subsequent DNA testing on an envelope licked by Collins's father formally excluded him as a suspect. But there was another guy, another guy named Arthur Lee Allen. And there's, I mean, he. There's got to be something there, though. If he, I don't know. I feel like if your child if thinks that possibly. Well, I don't think it was anything. I don't think the father acted like any uh, acted in any way. I just think he saw the handwriting and then and the CCC. All, all those, and, uh, yeah. But I. But as far as this guy Arthur Lee Allen, uh, he wasn't like he wasn't at work one day. And of course, that was one of the day. I, at, that oh, was one of the wow. day, yeah. And he had the same typewriter with yeah. elite type. Yeah. 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 
and just all kinds of stuff like that. But apparently they, they ended up going and he ended up dying too. And they, they, they did like a DNA test. They exhumed his body, did a DNA test. So and why'd they call him the Zodiac killer? He called himself the Zodiac killer. Ooh, why? He called himself Zodiac. I don't know why. We'll never know. Ask him. Okay. <laughs> Including in 1992, uh, a survivor uh, allegedly picked Alan's mugshot from a police photo lineup telling detectives, that's him. He's the man who shot me. But I guess they, when they exhumed his body and they ran DNA tests on a, on a stamp, it had just been so old that it, they, they can't definitely say whether it was him or not. So, gotcha. But anyway... That's just our quick little wow. conversation. I, I mean, whether did it go anywhere? I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we had some good, uh, like, philosophical debate. Yeah. Tell us or what you guys questions. think. We, yeah, we, we put some ideas out there and some theories Those out there, guys. Those are like Please. the age-old questions, Please. nature versus nurture. Yeah. We should probably intrinsic put out there. Intrinsic versus extrinsic. We should probably put out there, too. I am certainly not condoning what these people do. Of course it's just, not. It's just, uh, it's, it's I don't a, think anybody had that impression. Okay, good. <laughs> so I could because I can't tell you how many times people like our friend when our Matt house James, smells bad. It's because we we're disgusting are just people. Smelly yeah, people, yeah, we're just smelly because, people. Yeah. Right, right. So, <laughs> but so many people have seen this book and they're like, "Dude, why?" And I'm like, "Well, because it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Anyway, because it's a, because it's such a huge deviant from norm. Yeah, that it just and and there's look at that book. Look how thick that book is. And, and in the oh mind you in the back, there's just there's ones that there's a ton in here that aren't that, that are, don't have articles. They don't have articles. Just uh, there's something like unknown, They're just uh, yeah. uh, unknown, and yeah, just so much. Just I look at. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's terrifying. It's it's a possibility. It's a statistic. It uh, there is some there's some percentage that uh your friend's kid that your friend just got pregnant and that kid could be a serial killer someday there is a percentage in, you know statistically yeah. it's out there for some reason humans become that sometimes Look, luckily my- it's very rare i hope <laughs> let's hope right <laughs> but it does happen. It's wild. It's wild. It is wild. It's wild. All right, guys. We have one constant on this podcast, and we call it the final three. Pew, 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 pew. All right, guys. These are the final three questions of the podcast. We usually start off, how do you take your coffee? But we have done that a zillion times at this point now. So Bess and I have been talking about our little snack ventures, mm. and we had a good one. Right? Go ahead. Yeah, we had a really good one. So typically I find our snack ventures on Amazon. I just kind of search for snack variety bulk or something like that and see what comes up. But this time around, I saw a cross-marketing thing with Maxine's Heavenly, which we did a snack venture about a couple weeks or months ago, and absolutely loved their cookies. So they did a cross-marketing thing with Nellie's Organics. So good, man. And it's actually really fitting because Maxine's Heavenly is a company that was dedicated to the owner's mother who had passed away and her recipes for cookies. And Nellie's Organic is a company by Carla, which is Nellie's daughter. And Nellie passed away when Carla was, I want to say, early teens. Okay. So... um. I was like, if they endorse them and we love them, then let's give them, let's give Nellie's Organic a shot. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad we did. So they're like basically high-end organic candy bars. But really good. Yeah. Like I want to say, which one was it? The almond, the chunky almond butter tastes just like 
an organic Snickers. Yeah. Yeah, this or the caramel one, nougat. I this forget. One that was just coconut. That tasted like like, like a, a high end mounds. Yeah, high so end. So good. And I know a lot of these like organic and gluten free yeah. things, and a lot of times they don't have like a good texture to them. Right. But that this was, they were all. These are the first ten out of ten that we gave them. The first ten out of ten, right? No, Maxine's were also ten out of ten. Oh, well. Yeah, I feel bad almost because a lot of our snack ventures are seven or higher. Yeah. But we've been so blessed to find really yummy snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our favorite in this one was by far the peanut butter coconut. So it freaking was good. so good. Yeah. We're coconut people anyway. So and we're I, peanut butter people. To be clear, my favorite was the straight up coconut. Was it? It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I... I at first, I thought maybe the peanut butter and coconut mix would be overkill. I nope. thought it was just phenomenal. Tremendous. So, and our least favorite was actually the double chocolate, but yeah. not anything against the double chocolate. It just, it's like it's like a rich chocolate ganache, and it was delicious. It was delicious. But, but we were just so tantalized by all the other flavors that yeah. it ended up coming in last. Right, right. So, so I mean, well, obviously, we we gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, so they we were really all so good. They are all so freaking good. Cool. Great. Yeah, fun. Question number two is, what is the last movie you saw either at home or in the theaters? And without any spoilers, do you have any thoughts? Boy, did we watch a gem the other day. We watched 1973, was it? You talk, We talked about it last week, The Legend of Boggy Creek. We did talk about it. We we watched it because we had talked about it. Right, because I wanted to, what what, what yeah. I want to watch this week before before next week's, I want us to watch, We're try, guys, we're trying to watch ones that... Campy campy and kind of fun like i mean there's i, I mean i don't know I, I love horror movies i love a good horror movie but i right. think we're just having fun watching everybody's going to be reviewing these regular horror movies right. so we're just doing different things what i want to watch this weekend there was a time when i was a child that abbott and costello were on every week when i was a kid so i yeah. want i want to watch abbott and costello meet frankenstein I'm i want to lon cheney jr's in it and and bella lugosi is in it and it's <laughs> it's a, it's a great it's a really great time yeah that'll so, be our next one yeah we'll watch that one next anyway we watched the legend of boggy creek we did i'm it's, i don't it's fun because it's like um it's almost like a documentary it's it's just a couple different stories of alleged encounters. Yeah, so it's not really with a movie. the Falk monster. It doesn't. Yeah, I was expecting it to get somewhere. There was you. You know, you're waiting yeah. for a big climax. There was a big attack. You see the monster. Something yeah. happens. Yeah. None of that ever happened. It was all just people having really, really close calls. They clearly stacked the the stories in the order that they thought were most valid. So Obviously, they went yeah. with like, you know, the very vague. To the intermediate, to like the their favorite story, which was that one, that which knew, was that one with the two couples, the two couples moving to town to work, yeah. and what a surprise they left town. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long. So, and it was a three-toed thing. It was yeah. like, look at this footprint. It's got three toes. Yeah. <laughs> but, Ain't nothing I ever seen got three toes. <laughs> wow, look at that footprint. Weird. Anyway, <laughs> I loved it. It was comforting to me movies like that for some reason are comforting to me because i know nothing's really gonna happen but it's gonna be interesting enough that i pay attention it's like that middle ground almost like a a meditative safe zone yeah well <laughs> there, was, there was that one guy i don't want to give away too much but there was that one guy who had been who lived in the woods for like 20 years 
right? Yeah, and he's loved like, him. And he's like, there is no monster. I've been living out here in these woods for money. This is a guy who just one day said, you know what, F everybody. And he built a little six foot by six foot shack in the woods. And he didn't, you know. And he stayed there. And, and that he was stayed that. there. But, but I, I, mean, I think he is the Falk monster. He might be. I think he is. That's not a bad idea. Let's, let's, I, I mean, know. the timeline coincides. Have we ever seen them both in the same place at the same time? Right? That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. So I will give it a thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. And I yeah. think it, it was it a was classic. It was thumbs up enough. I think they did a good job of it. As long as you're not expecting, it's a different yeah. kind of movie. If you're not yeah, expecting right. that. It's, it's a it's different like, kind of movie. Yeah. It's a, it was, did you, you liked it. You enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great. Okay. Question number and three. And we found oh. out how to say it. It's Falk. Falk. The Falk, Falk monster. monster. The Falk monster. Of Arkansas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think he's a lonely guy. He was just trying to find connection and everybody got scared and shot at him. Yeah. And then he got mean. So he would he would kill their pigs and dogs and whatnot. And can you imagine if we had alien contact, right? Yeah. We would mutilate them. Of course we would. And, that, and it that's, would be horrible. That's why, if, look it, I I want Bigfoot to be real, okay? But I really hope we never find out because just like everything else, we would ruin it. And that's we would destroy why I it. feel so strongly about not killing bugs. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, when you were working yesterday, I was sitting on the couch playing guitar. Yes. And all of a sudden, I felt something on my hand, and I looked. I was going to swat it, and I said, no, I'm going to take a look and see what it is. Aww. It was the cutest little ladybug. Hi, bub. I walked outside. I put my hand out, and it just flew away. Flew see, away. See, gave, gave that ladybug a chance of survival. And it was immediately eaten by a bird. No, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> but... The bird would would kill it because of sustenance reasons. We just kill it because we're horrible. We're just like, ew, gross. Smash, blood and guts everywhere. Like, we're serial killers to them. <laughs> I should, oh, I should <laughs> Full probably. Full circle. I should probably tell you, I have, I have told you this. I have a very similar dream where we move in someplace and there's always something like, oh, don't go in there because it's like loaded with rats oh. or it's loaded with bats. Usually it's bats. Mm. Like, don't go in there. Everything else is fine, but just don't go there because there's a zillion Because then you'll bats. get bit and turn into Batman and then you'll have like the weight of Gotham on your shoulders and that's a lot to handle. Or I become a vampire. Or you're rabid. Right. Got it. Any one of those. Right. So... <laughs> So the other night I had this dream and somebody opened the door, of course. And then, of course, both our cats immediately run in there. Yeah. It's loaded with bats. I'm like, oh, okay, great. The cats are going to have rabies. I mean, goodbye whatever. cats. Am I right? <laughs> no. And then they were coming in and I had a tennis racket <laughs> and they're just coming at us and I'm just swatting at these, oh, these bats flying at us. And, you know, <laughs> Maybe it's because we're watching like the World Series and it's bat no and swatting what i think it is is one time my mother had <laughs> clearly had bats living in her chimney and she would fell asleep on the couch and she just felt something heard a little noise and she reached back and she got bit by a bat mm. that's what happened and i remember she calls me she's freaking out she got bit by a bat and i posted on facebook i said um well mom got bit by a bat I'm pretty sure it was a vampire bat, so I expect no change. <laughs> <laughs> I was Terrible. just going to say I would not be surprised if she outlives all of us. Oh, no, no. She's yeah. she's a, she's the toughest person I know. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's the toughest person I know. We had yep. such a nice time with her the other day, by the way. It was great. So nice. Anyway, question number three is, do you have a local small business that Ooh. you would like to plug? We do. We do. 
You want to go first? Or sure. You go second? I'm going to go. I'll go first. Fine. Right down the road here in West Springfield, Massachusetts, there's a trophy place called Din Brothers. D-I-N-N Brothers. Yeah. And I I called them. One day you went for a run and you were training and I called them and I ordered a, a medal yeah for your for your uh for your run and i mean they were really awesome to work with and they 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 i worked with this this girl online it was perfect i got a message from them the next day they told me it would be done in a week i got a i got a call from them or an email from them the next day wow yeah so i called up okay i'm gonna come pick it up you went out for a run as soon as you were out of sight, I took off. I got in the car and I bolted over there. And they, they brought it out. They left it on the stairs. It was like a door side pickup. I went over. I picked it up. It was great. They did an awesome job. So They really did an awesome job. And so did you. That was so kind. Thanks. Wow. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> How about you? In my, in my finish line video that Bonnie took. Yeah. You put it on my neck and I'm like, I remember the moment of being like, say thank you be appropriate and no. i was so mentally out of it no. at that time i in the video you could see me i go thank you <laughs> like frail <laughs> but that was really kind yeah thanks and Appreciate how awesome it. i mean you have to think they must be so happy to get the call for business there's no sports going yeah. on there's no like local you know what are they doing right now I don't know. So it was great. They got yeah, it right cool. out. It was it was really, really great. So how about you? Well, I think we've already plugged Ye Old Butcher Shop in West Springfield previously. Right. But I'm going to re-plug them. Why not? So I haven't been inside a store in months. Right. Because I think the first couple weeks of lockdown, I did do some shopping. I did some shopping for us. I did some shopping for your mom. But shortly after I was like, not worth it. I'm just going to Instacart. And I we've been just Instacarting. So I feel privileged that we're able to do that. But the other day, <laughs> we needed bacon to make... I mean, we didn't need bacon. We're but, you know, chowder. sometimes you need bacon. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't going to make a whole order just for that. How do you make that. seafood chowder without bacon? You have to. <laughs> bacon of the sea, I guess. Sure. What would bacon of the sea be? I don't know. Sardines? Move Anchovies? along. Move along. Um, <laughs> so we walked over there. And I went in. Oh, my gosh, you guys. My eyes. It was like seeing the pyramids of Giza for the first time. (laughs) I was like, look at all the options of produce. Mind you, they have like five cucumbers and 18 tomatoes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. So many options. (laughs) But you got that delicious bacon. goods. And I got slab bacon. And I got bare whole honey. You can't get more local than that. The day after you ran through Bear Hole on your marathon run. Yeah. So yeah. that's amazing. That's delicious, And then honey. I also got coffee cup, both words spelled with a K. Yeah. Um, coffee cup bakery hermit cookies. So those of you that don't know, the hermit cookie is an old school cookie that I was into when I was a kid. And I loved them. They're like a little molasses cookie. Sometimes they have raisins. Sometimes they do not. These do not. They look like they would be dry. But they're, they're not. not. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Mm. It was Fryhoffers yeah. that made these things. I, I think, is Fryhoffers regional? Is that like a regional I thing? I believe so. Yeah. And we had, it just closed recently yeah. because of COVID. There was a Fryhoffer store right over here. And I remember one day I went in there and I said, I'm looking for the these hermit cookies. Ah, they discontinued them. And I was heartbroken. Mm. And then one day we were walking through Big Y the grocery store and boom there they are and i became yeah. obsessed with them again and you came walking out with these the other day and they are fantastic 
little molasses cookie. So good. I'm like, I got you a present. I was so excited. <laughs> they're almost gone. I think I'm going to have that last one as soon as we're done here. Do it. I'm going to do it. Anything else? I don't think so. Well, oh, I'm working on a guitar, another guitar for our friend Rick Kostansky. Rick yes. Kostansky got a hold of me and I ordered some stuff for his guitar today. We'll yeah, tell you guys, guys about that Yeah, you guys follow the Instagram account, Idle Hands Guitars, I-D-O-L Hands Guitars, all one word. Follow the progress. There's some fun things on there. The guitars look amazing. Thank they all you. have a little like bio with them, which yeah. is cool. So thank you. Yeah, see the see the work that that Jonathan's doing. It's thank you so stuff. much. That's great. Thanks. Sure, sure. So we'll keep you updated on that. Hey, by the way, guys, go and listen to. Uh, sorry, don't listen to. Go and watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and we'll, we're going to talk about that next week. Is we're oh going to watch Oh my gosh, it. I wanted to say. Watch the Evil Genius documentary oh. on Netflix as well. Oh, man. That is fascinating. It's like a little oh. mini series. I want to say there's about six episodes. So binge worthy. Like the we collar loved bomb, it. The collar bomb heist. I yeah. feel like we, we should we could do a whole episode on that, I think. I think we should. All of these we could do I a whole I feel like we should do an episode on that. Maybe next Maybe. week. Maybe that should be, should be our episode next week. The collar bomb heist. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's I my don't way know. of saying I doubt it. <laughs> Great. Thanks, <Ben. laughs> Please subscribe to Idle Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, and a bunch of others we don't know about, I'm sure. Like our pages on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Idle Chat Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much Thanks, for listening. Thanks, guys. This Bye. Was fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.